what's going on family happy monday and welcome to another edition of the faction quick hit to man gb gerard bonner i hope you guys are doing well uh i hope you've had a wonderful holiday season uh thank you to so many who've asked where are you guys what's going on we haven't heard a new show from you in a while we were just on holiday break, uh, which is okay, and I was intending to stay on holiday break for a little bit longer. Uh, all the guys are traveling, which is wonderful. Everybody's taking time to enjoy their family and kind of wrap up the year and the like. But there was so much going on uh, in the world of pro wrestling that I said, I, I just need to come on for a brief moment. Um, this week normally would be kind of our end of the year review. We'll likely try to push that off till, till next week when everybody's back and we're back in the swing of things. But um, first, let me just say thank you to everybody who supports what we're doing here at The Faction. Make sure you're following us on social media, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at The Faction Show. And if you're not subscribed to our podcast, click that subscribe button uh, in the podcast platform of your choice and uh, subscribe to what we're doing. So there's two major things, well, probably three, but I'll start with two that I would really want to talk about that kind of got me out of vacation mode for a small bit. Uh, the first one being the untimely uh, and unexpected passing of John Huber a.k.a. Luke Harper in the WWE, a.k.a. Mr. Brody Lee in AEW. If you've not heard, he passed away this weekend uh, at the age of 41. This death has really rocked the wrestling world for a number of reasons. Um, firstly, of course, it was not public knowledge that he was ill or sick though uh, he did pass away of a non-COVID-related lung disease, uh, an issue that really seemingly started shortly after his dropping of the TNT Championship back in November. If you'll notice, we've not seen him on TV. He had been nursing what was apparently an injury. Um, but as we can now tell you, it was a well-guarded secret amongst the upper echelon of AEW in terms of what his condition was, to the point where uh, at the Holiday Bash last week, off-air, uh, they brought his son in the ring, Brody Lee Jr., and um, he actually defeated Kenny Omega uh, in an AEW world title match. Now, to some that may seem like what in the world, but it was kind of a sign that we're really looking to do something uh, significant for his child. Um, yeah, this is just a hard one for a lot of reasons. Um, a lot of us as fans uh, became aware of Huber in the Wyatt family in WWE. Uh, and if you go all the way back to NXT days where they first got started, uh, really, they were just incredible. They were really, really incredible. Uh, they had an amazing run in WWE. I think many of us were bothered when Harper had been out and was trying to come back and there was no room for him seemingly, um, you know, but golly, his run was amazing. One of the best big men in the business. But what everybody seems to be talking about is just his kindness, his generosity, how nice of a man he is, how much of a family man he is. And the truth of it is this, the sport of pro wrestling is just that. It is a sport. And and this is probably a good time for me to share something with people. So 
I know growing up, you know, we get caught up into the personas, bad guy, good guy, etc., etc. But really, the world of pro wrestling is no different than any other sport, right? Like if you think about basketball, football, boxing, baseball, you have rivalries. You have people who are really, really intense when they're on the field. You have people who talk a lot of junk. You have people who develop rivalries. Some of them, they end up actually really disliking the people. Others, they're just fierce rivals but what ends up happening is off the court they're really good people it's the heat of competition and I think what's happened in the world of pro wrestling is we we start putting monikers and uh adjectives to things that aren't aren't really uh accurate um so for instance I can really have a fierce uh rivalry with you and not hate you even though that intensity and that passion sometimes comes off as hate and so you know we've got to understand that this is not about scripts and roles this is about competition and once we are not in the ring once we are not in competition we can be cool we can be friends we can be friendly and it's just wonderful to see that, you know, someone who was so intense in the ring was as fiercely intense about his love for people. It's also amazing to watch uh, how the wrestling industry is just pouring on love to him. And when you look at guys like, uh, man, his brothers at the Wyatt family, um, when you look at folks across both WWE and AEW, it's amazing. I'm also just Oh man, so overjoyed at the way in which it's clear AEW has treated his family. Um, his wife, uh, Amanda Huber, uh, has been uh, very vocal about her love for AEW and her love for how Cody and Brandy and Tony Khan and everyone else has handled their family. That says a lot. It says a whole lot. And so, um, man, we were fans of his work. Uh, I was certainly excited earlier this year to see him announced as the leader of the Dark Order, uh, to see him get a title run and be the first to defeat Cody for a championship in AEW. That was amazing. And it was a uh, really dominating performance. Um, it's sad. It's very, very sad. And we are sad for the passing of John Huber. Uh, uh, a.k.a. Luke Harper, a.k.a. Mr. Brody Lee. Uh, he will certainly be missed in the world of pro wrestling. And um, man, gosh, Godspeed to him and his family. Now, of course, uh, his Wyatt brother, uh, Bray Wyatt, involved in a very controversial match um, during Hell in a Cell, the main event, of course, and that lasting image of uh the fiend being burned alive by Randy Orton. It's had a lot of people talking on social media, uh, a lot of pundits one way or the other. And I did want us to add our two cents to it. Uh, I'm going to say this. I've heard what a lot of people have had to say about this. Uh, let me start by saying this. Bray Wyatt, the Fiend, is not your normal wrestling character. I think the Fiend Bray Wyatt really represents an evolution of the pro wrestling business. And here's what I mean. There's always been in the pro wrestling business the monster, right? Um, the monster has evolved over time, but the monster has always been designed to be scary, impenetrable, uh, unbeatable, 
man, let's go back to, uh, gosh, you can go back, whether you're going back to, you know, the undertaker in his initial form, um, where he was a literal dead man. Right. Um, and it took a whole lot to beat him. You know, you'd have to bury him alive or put him in a casket or light the casket on fire or, you know, all kinds of, of crazy kooky things. Right. But before that, uh, and I may date myself when I say this, but one of my first memories of monsters were the wild Samoans before we had, you know, all sorts of uh, fun camera tricks and technology. These guys just looked scary. I mean, they frightened me whenever I saw them. Then there were guys like the missing link. Kamala, the Ugandan giant or the Ugandan headhunter, you know, almost any of the Samoans, the Samoan SWAT team, Kevin Sullivan, who we believe to be from the devil, Abdullah, the butcher, Bruiser Brody, like all of these guys were scary, scary guys. And none of them, if we're honest, had the greatest in terms of wrestling technique. But their job was to beat you and beat you and be and, and be savages and make you afraid. As we have uh, evolved in the world and in the wrestling world, it takes a little bit more to scare us. It takes a little bit more to make us believe, okay, this is this dude is weird, right? Enter the Fiend, who I believe has been uh, the greatest pro wrestling phenomenon and character in the last three years, without fail. He has just just represented something and he's not been overexposed which i think is important now i don't fully understand um the need to burn him alive right like i don't know that i understand that uh him catching on fire at the end you know the back and then running in the ring you know that's still monster like um i'm not sure that i understand the significance of burning him alive but i will say this He's not your normal wrestling character. I don't expect, you know, great feats of technical wrestling from The Fiend. He is a monster, a monster come to life. And now in the age of cinematic movies and things like that, we are expanding our palette of what we believe pro wrestling can be. And so am I mad um, about how that match was handled? No, I thought it was a great ending to the best pay-per-view WWE has given us all year long, uh, certainly for anybody from the Raw or SmackDown roster. It was entertaining. It was involving. It kept us going. It was athletic. It was a great pay-per-view, the TLC pay-per-view. I'd love to see where the story goes because clearly it does not mean the end for The Fiend. And let's not act like we have not suspended our reality when it comes to guys like The Undertaker, who has been buried alive many times, who has been burned in caskets many times, um, you know, and has come back every time. No, we didn't see him physically burned alive, but we saw a bunch of dirt buried on him and then we saw his hand pop up. Um, we've seen a lot of things. So Jim Cornette, I think Jim Cornette's mad about everything. God bless him. But he's mad about everything and he does not want to evolve as the business has evolved. Does he have some things that he says in general that make sense? Sure. But pro wrestling, just like every other sport, evolves. You know, in the 60s and the 70s, everybody wasn't doing a slam dunk in basketball. Slam dunk's a lot more common right now. So it takes some different stuff to evolve the game. And so, you know, now things have gone back to the prowess of the three-point shot, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. 
let the sport evolve, right? Let it evolve. So I want to hear what you think. What did you think about TLC? What did you think about The Fiend? And where does The Fiend go from here? Like, after you've been seemingly burned alive, what happens? I don't know. We're going to find out. I want to get your thoughts on it as well. Last but not least, SHW22 is available on IWTV. You can check it out everywhere. I uh, had the pleasure and privilege of calling that, of course, with my broadcast partner, Brandon Benefield. Go back and check it out where we crowned a brand new SHW champion in David Ali. The tournament itself is amazing. The matches are incredible. Uh, check it out on IWTV. You can register at independentwrestling.tv. Use the promo code SHW for your first five days for free. All right, guys, I love you. I'm going to try to go back on vacation and chill out for a little bit, but we still will be very active on social media. So we want to hear your thoughts uh, on all that's going on there. Until next time, it's your man GB, representing for my good brothers, Courtney Beard, Brandon Clack, and the fourth horseman, John Murray. Have a happy, safe, wonderful holiday. We may do something else before the new year. If not, happy new year. God bless. I need my people. Here we go.